Welcome back to Optimize You, the podcast where we help you transform your health, fitness, nutrition, identity, mindset, and create lasting change in your life. Today's topic, we're going to be going over having a willingness to change or a lack of willingness to change and how that's going to affect you, your goals, your progression towards your goals, any outcome or desire that you're trying to achieve. And let's dive into it. So first off, Alex, what's going on, my man? What's up, Matt? So yeah, just man, just chilling. I just got off my NLP coaching session. So neuro-linguistics programming, just for anybody out there. I've talked about it a few times on my The Self-Love Journey podcast, but I got off that and honestly, like I feel like a new man today. I feel like a new man. You see, you talked to me earlier today and now I'm just like got into the place where kind of we, we tried to change from the outside validation and the self-worth being tied to other people to now being just internally and with internal power, not having to, to ask for permission for stuff, just like going at it and doing me being authentic, kind of some of the stuff that we talked about on the last podcast that uh, did or on our last uh, chat after the first podcast, but we didn't record. Yeah, man, I, that, that's awesome stuff. That's, I love that topic too, because we find ourselves oftentimes either firing on all cylinders, like that's right up our alley, or we might be on the opposite side of the spectrum and we're figuring out all the things outside of us externally are really controlling us. And when you find yourself in that position, it can be frustrating. It can be discouraging. Uh, so I love that you're already starting the day off with some positive vibes and uh, you went through your session feeling good about it too, it sounds like. Hell yeah, man. No, that's been honestly so good to go through that process. I started doing it because of an identity program, identity shifting program that I'm in. And I just continued with the coaching after the the two sessions that they give you with the program. Cause I was like, this is, this is amazing. And like, I, I can see just the changes I already started getting like a lot of amazing, they gave me like 10 different tools that I can utilize for different things. Like, like self negative self-talk for things like, you know, being triggered by certain things like the pro- protection strategy, uh, like an anchor that you can use that you kind of tie to this like amazing feeling that allows you to to feel good, feel confident going into these things. So there's a lot of awesome things that I'm trying to just work on into my day to to add to that confidence and just get to the point where I'm just like, I all my self-worth is internal, right? Like I think that's the big thing is that I can't imagine I'm the only person out there that that struggles with the whole worrying about other people's opinions and worrying about, Oh, do I look weird? You know, like whatever, like I'm doing and, and kind of asked, asking myself internally, Oh, did they, you know, did they like me? Did they think I looked cool? Like all that stuff is exhausting in my opinion. And it also like, it takes you out of the present moment, right? Which I think is where all the good shit happens is when you're present, whether that's with yourself, whether that's with your other people, that is where the good stuff happens. And that's where the connection really happens. Oh, dude, a hundred percent. And like, if it, I find myself too in certain situations where I'm not present, right? Like I'm either doing myself a disservice. I'm doing the people who I'm communicating with a disservice. I find myself drifting oftentimes. And I think that's a great, uh, if you have that sense of awareness or that alarm goes off in your head, it's one of those things where like, man, I can, I can rein myself back in here. If you have the ability to do that, right? Sometimes people don't. And, and oftentimes we're trying to just feel ourselves going through the motions, which is very challenging. It could be frustrating. And then you're asking yourself, why? Like, uh, why am I not connecting here? Or how, how, what's my inability to connect the dots here with the situation? And it could be super frustrating. I love that you have protocols and certain strategies. And it sounds like things that are helping you through the NLP stuff. Those, And if I were to take that even a step before that, 
you, as soon as you were talking, you're exemplifying the steps that are necessary to be able to progress in something that you actually care about, which means on today's topic, your willingness to change, right? Like having a willingness to actually change and do something to become better, which is today's topic. Let's back up and go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go back before that and kind of dive into that and go, okay, what initially started that for you along that path? Was it a realization that you had about yourself? Uh, was it something that you're just like, I'm just fed up with the current circumstance or situation that I'm in? Like, tell us about that. Yeah, man. And I, this is crazy because we did not plan this, but it just happened to work out like yeah. perfectly. Yeah. This fits well into the podcast. But yeah, so basically it started back with, I have been on a journey of like identity and, and identity keeps coming up over the course of my life. It's like, I know that it's so key in anything in any sort of change, right? It's like changing your identity, changing the way you view yourself to be able to change your actions. And I just found myself constantly over the past three, four, five years, rewriting my identity, right? Rewriting who I wanted to be, the person that I wanted to show up as on a daily basis, the the goals that I wanted to achieve and what that was going to take. And I kept finding myself being able to stick with that stuff for a week, two weeks, maybe a month, and then falling back into those old patterns slowly and constantly doing this 10, 20, 30 times over the course of the last three to five years. And I just got to that point where, you know, I was trying new things. I was reading books, I was watching videos and I struggled to be able to do it on my own. And so I just, I found this, this program just through a guy who I watched some videos and kind of got to know a little bit online on YouTube and figured out he has a program for helping you become that 2.0 version of yourself or that new identity that you want to become. So I was like, fuck it. I've, I've done way too much time on my own trying to do this, trying to like do all this stuff on my own. And I wasn't seeing the results I wanted to, even though if I do look back about five years, the person I've become now is a completely different person, but there's still those things that identity has not been able to be fully adopted that I want. And I know I need to become to make the impact in this world that I want to. So that was the starting point was just like the, the realization of almost like hitting my head against the wall over and over again of like, shit, like what do I have to actually do to make this identity the real thing? Like the actual thing that I like adopt and fully embody in my life. Dude, I think that's super cool. And that's, that's a certain self-awareness. I think that's a characteristic, a skill and attribute that somebody has to have. I, I relate that back to fitness and nutrition too, in the ways and such we deal with a lot of clients and even people who aren't quite yet clients yet is probably where I see it most often. Usually the people that actually become clients have the triggers that go off in their head psychologically, exactly what you're talking about. I would say the majority, the mass population, the people who are very uh, New Year's resolution driven, like just kind of kind of feel like they want to get somewhere, but um, not quite sure if they're uh, fully committed yet, not quite sure if they're willing to change what they're currently doing you know, those sort of things, like your situation is very different. It sounds like you're in some sort of form or variation of pain or discomfort and a certain realization where you're like, man, I'm capable of more. I see this common theme of identity coming up with me. And I feel like in order to get to where it is that I need to do, I need to dive a little bit deeper into myself. I need to reprogram myself a little bit. That's a huge, like deep realization that's, in my opinion, strong enough uh, to have a certain transition into the change, right? Like most people aren't going to have that unless they face or accept something like that, in my opinion. So what I mean is like the people who have the new year's resolutions 
I feel like they kind of want to change or they feel like it would be convenient. Like if all the stars align, so to speak, um, that wasn't the case with your scenario. What, what would you, your advice be to somebody who, let's say you feel that they kind of are on that vibe, the new year's resolution vibe. They feel like it's, it'd be kind of cool to change something if it was convenient. Where should somebody start like their first steps in terms of, okay, I kind of want to change. I don't know if I'm, I'm willing to commit to X, Y, Z in order to be able to get there. Like where, where does somebody start like that? Yeah. I think that's an awesome question. And I would say like one thing before I say that is that like with the New Year's resolution, I think the common theme with a lot of those people is timing, right? Mm. Because it's never the right time to change. I think that's the key is it's never the right time to change. And I've talked about this before. And before I answer that question, um, I, when I quit alcohol, which coming up on, on two years, which is, which is crazy for me to, to think about. And when I quit it, it was two or when I decided to quit, quit alcohol after going through therapy, after reading this book and really like knowing that this is what I needed to do to, to start becoming the person that I needed to become. And it was just consuming my life at this point. My brother, my brother's wedding was two weeks from that date. Right. So I was like, I told my parents, I'm like, I'm quitting after my brother's wedding. Right. And, wedding. and then I had this realization, I finished the book, right? I finished this, this book that helped me quit. And I'd been talking with the therapist, like talking through like all of the decision and like, oh, like, do I quit? Do I not? Like, it's such a huge portion of my life up to this point. Like it's tied to every event. And I, I got done with the book and I'm like, I have to quit today. Like today has to be the day that I quit. And I was like, there's always going to be another reason. Right. There's always going to be this this other event. There's always going to be another wedding. Two weeks from my brother's, there's probably another wedding. There's another social event. Somebody's going to invite you here. There's a holiday party. There's this, there's that. And then all of a sudden it's a year later and you haven't changed. Right. You haven't done anything. You haven't jumped in. And so I would say that just to to clarify there, I think that the New Year's resolution is that. It's the all oh, people decide a month earlier, oh, I'm gonna quit after the first of the year because I have all these holiday events and all this shit. And I think that's half the problem. Right. Is that you you don't just you understand you there's always this time. It's always then. Like after yeah. this, I'm gonna do it. It's like conditional. It's conditional quitting. It's not I'm done with this shit. I've had enough. I'm gonna quit. Yep. And that's totally that's that's actually called it's known as and exactly what you're talking about is known as the if then fallacy. Right? It's it's something that we tell ourselves. It's literally a fallacy that we as humans tell ourselves. Uh, if and this is one that I used to hear all the time in the gym space, especially with new people coming in, um, hey, hey, Matt, I'm going to come see you, but I'm going to get in shape first, right? And so it was like, that's defeating the purpose of what it is that we do. Like, we'll get you in shape, man. Like, come on in, like, start right. What, what do you got going right now? And I would throw that question out. I'm like, oh, and you st- start to see them stutter, start to like formulate excuses of why they couldn't do it right now. But at least I got their brain thinking on like, oh man, maybe I am bullshitting myself right now. Maybe I am setting this arbitrary start date that really means nothing. That to your point, like, okay, I got a wedding in two weeks. There's going to be another one in another two weeks. Like it's the seasons are always going to be bumpy. And that's why I encourage, I even had a client that, uh, before he was a client, we had a, a phone call. He was like, I have uh, my best friend's wedding coming up and we're tra- I'm traveling to Germany. I'm going to be out of the country and I'm going to make a trip out of it. So it's going to be like a three-week thing. When I come back, we have uh, mine and my wife, wife's uh, anniversary. So we have all these things coming up. I was like, and my answer in response to him was like, perfect, good. Like that's, that's exactly why you should start. And so 
looking back now in hindsight, this person actually graduated my program. Uh, they were so, so, so thankful that I actually threw that at them. I think they were expecting me to be like, oh yeah, totally cool. Like either let's put, uh, let's reserve your spot. Let's put a deposit down, like something to just kind of push off and prolong the starting process. Uh, I think he was taken back when I was like, good, like let's start now. And uh, at the time he was kind of like, ah, he had some resistance against it. Obviously he wanted to go and have fun. I was like, dude, I'm going to teach you how to enjoy yourself while you do this. This is going to be part of your changing process. This is part of your willingness to change and learn how to do these things so you can do it for the rest of your life. And he looks back at the end of the program, he goes, thank you so much for like forcing me and pushing me through that to do that. And I think we all just create some arbitrary like start date, some arbitrary like, okay, I'll start then, you know, thinking it's going to be a lot smoother. When it's comfortable, right? And I've told myself this, like, I've told myself that so many times with dating, right? Like I, like I, I've been like, oh, well, I'll date when I'm in a better place with my business. You know, it's like, it's only going to get harder, right? Like as you have clients and as you get deeper into this thing, it's only going to get harder. So it's literally bullshit, right? I'm just telling myself bullshit. And so like, I do this shit all the time too. And I have to remind myself and you see that with the the time, right? It's like, oh, there's this, when it's the right time, when it's the right time. And honestly, when you're busy is the right time because I think that Hermosi says this. He's like, if you're, you know, if you can figure out how to do this stuff when you're busy, then just think about how much easier it is going to be when you're not busy, right? It's going to be like second nature. And so if you can figure it out, like when your client's traveling to Germany and has this event, if you get started on that foot, guess what? The rest of the year is going to be cake because you just figured out how to, how to manage this stuff when you're crazy busy, when you're traveling, when you're doing all this stuff, which is the hardest time to do it. Oh, it's a breeze by then, right? And you're proving yourself that you can do it when the road is rocky, when it's less than ideal, when you're not in your normal routine. You, Man, in his case, in my client's case, you know, he didn't even develop a routine yet. So I was like, cool, let's develop one while we're traveling. So then that way, when you get back, we know it's going to be a lot easier. You're doing it not at home, uh, not with the, the current food circumstances and situations that you used to. Your environment's totally different. Like, he got thrown as many curveballs as you could possibly get thrown starting the program, like literally yeah. starting from day one, you know? And so I think that was a huge barrier for him that he was able to prove to himself that like, oh, I can hop over this thing. Like I can get over this. I can work through this. Um, and the self-confidence from there was just like through the roof. I mean, adherence from everything after that, like lights out client too. And I think I wish everybody could start, like if we could just pick the toughest season possible for people and just like push them in the deep end and be like, all right, all right, you're starting today, you know? And, uh, like I think, November. <laughs> yeah, 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 November, yeah. like around Thanksgiving, you know, like then, then you got the, the home stretch of everything that's going to be thrown at you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Start. I, I tell that people that is the best time to start is during the holidays, right? That's most people. It'll be an excuse financially. It'll be an excuse due to travel. It'll be an excuse because all the, all the delicious food and you don't want to restrict yourself. I look at all those things and I say, good, good, good. Like, great. Those are awesome. Those are things that we should start right now. That's why we should start. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's really cool. And it all goes back to, I say all that stuff because when we talk about a willingness to change, I can't force that upon a person, right? This is all assuming that that person absolutely 100% has conviction that they want to change. They're just not sure how to go about how doing it. Um, and I'm sure you run into people like that all the time too. Oh, for sure. And kind of answering your first question, because we went on a little detour, because I want to mention the timing thing, because I think that was super important just when we were talking about resolutions. And just I think that's the thing that holds back a lot of people is there's always 
sometime. Oh, I'm, you know, I have a surgery or I have this and like, all. there's always some reason not to do it. But kind of going back to your initial question about what's the first step for somebody who's like on the fence, like, I don't know, like if I'm ready and struggling with like the willingness to change is I think it's revisiting like what you actually want, right? Because I think that a lot of people, they they don't know what they want, right? They, they kind of look at other people's goals and they think that they should adopt those same goals. But it's kind of, kind of tough to change when you're not sold on the, on the, the end product, right? If you're not sold on what you're actually going after, it's going to be very, very tough to change. So I think for me, it would be really sit down. Like this could take a while, right? This could take, take a week and not be going to sit down for a week straight, but just like let yourself have a week of like revisiting what you truly want and why you want it. I think those are the first two steps. What do you want? What do you truly want deep down to your core? Why do you truly want it? And if you can get those two nailed down, I think that the willingness to change part becomes pretty second nature from there because now you have something driving you and you're actually excited to go achieve this thing. Totally. And there's so many different practices to go about doing it, but I agree with you hundred percent. There's the there's the focus on the actual willingness to change. And usually when people are solely focused on that, it's because they haven't developed the desire yet. It's from what I found, like to your point, the, the why or what they want. And they're so focused on, I'm not sure if I'm willing to change versus if you have somebody that has ultimate conviction in terms of what they, what it is that they want, they'll look at the situation and be like, I'm not sure how, but I'm going to figure it out. Whether it's, I need to get a coach who's been there before uh, I'm going to be super, not, I don't need more resources. I need to be more resourceful with what I have. You're going to start to see people start to bend the rules of probability to themselves to where they're like, I'm going to make this happen no matter what. And when you get in those scenarios and those situations, like, man, you can almost just like, it's almost like getting out of somebody's way. It's like when I used to train um, high level athletes to get them ready for the draft, my job was to, hey, just don't injure them. <laughs> so it's almost like getting out of their way, letting them do their thing. It's the same thing bringing on somebody new who has ultimate conviction and a strong desire. It's just like, okay, I can't lay out their path fast enough because they're like, what's next? What's next? And those are the people that like, they literally blaze their own trail with fire because their desire is so strong that it's now pulling them towards it. And they're just like, give me the answers at how to get it. It's no longer a matter of willingness of, of them changing because they're, they're being magnetized and pulled so strong. I love it. And how do you go about like for your clients, how do you go about getting them to get that deep desire? You know, like, is there certain things that you put in place to be like, okay, let's find that deep desire. And, you know, cause that, I think that's one of the hardest things for people is like, oh, I don't like the why or the, you know, you call it desire. I call it the why same thing, right? Like it's some of the hardest thing for people to figure out why they actually want it. And I think sometimes that's a key that maybe you don't want what you think you want, but for the case where it is something like how, how do you go about that? Yeah. It's super challenging too. So what I mean by that is sometimes people don't know when I ask them and, and I tell them that's okay to not know because that's literally the first step. It's like creating that awareness around, man, I was just kind of shooting in the dark the whole time. And when they realize that they have, I like to use the analogy of a dartboard, but it's as soon as they understand that they're hanging their dartboard on the wall and trying to hit it with the lights off, it it, it it sends a signal to their body like, oh man, I was just, I was keeping my fingers crossed. And we, you and I both know like a fingers crossed approach is like, you might get lucky, you might win the lottery, you might get lit, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of like, let's create strategy around like, let, let's, let's figure out the target that we are shooting for 
And then we can formulate all the resources and the plan and the X's and the O's and the nutrition and the workouts specific to you to get exactly to where it is that you want to go. But if we don't know where we want to go, I could just give you a random program. I could give you random nutrition and we could keep our fingers crossed and just like hope and pray that we land somewhere cool that makes you happy. Right. And then the willingness of that person to actually follow a protocol and change is so minimal because they don't know where they're going. As I, I always like to look at it as like, I'm taking a person along a mountain that they've never been on before. They're blindfolded. Um, we know that we want to go to the top. It's no matter of like, okay, you know, we, we want to go to the, the first quarter or the first landmark or the first mile of the mountain. And then we want to go to the second mile. It's like, no, they, they have ultimate clarity of like, Hey, we're going to the top. And I'm just walking them as they're blindfolded and, and telling them like, Hey, take two steps left, take one, right. Okay. Come 10 meters for 10 steps forward. Right. And then it's no longer a question of, uh, of trust or accountability because we both are aligned on the same goal and we both have the same vision, me as a coach, them as a client, and how I can get them to go along the path. It's a lot easier. What, what do you do for your clients? Do you have a process for your clients to figure out what it is that they want or try to find a deeper conviction so that they have more clarity on their willingness to change and actually like do what's required to get to where they want to go? You know, I try to just like, I address it head on right away. Just if I, I believe that their their why is a little bit flimsy just because we know and i also have had clients that's such a good word just the why being flimsy (laughs) it's such a good point it's like you you got a flimsy why like we need to we need to straighten that thing out it yeah but like that's i think that's like the god it's just it's just so key and i've also i i got this thing from uh candy valentino i believe is her name and she has this book on like wealth habits and she was on ed my podcast a while back and and she had talked about a list of things that you've overcome in your life. And I've kind of attached that a little bit to the, to the why I I'll be honest, I haven't done this with every client, but I do it with, with some where I have them write this list of like, what are all the things you've overcome big and small, like deaths in the family, you know, limitations, stuff like this. And I found like that combined with a huge driving force or why is key. But you know, what I just kind of do is try to address it and be like, you know what, like these, these things, you know, finding a, a clear like why that's attached to something outside of yourself is super key for for pulling you or driving you in the direction towards your goals. And so I try to just have them like think on it for a little bit, you know, like, hey, like just think on this, like try to write down what you really want and then try to think of like, how is that going to impact other people, right? Like you have a, a son, you have a daughter, you have a husband. How is you achieving this goal? going to impact those people because I think that kind of it puts it in perspective because for a lot of people it's like oh shit well if I do that like I'm going to set a lot better example for my kids right because up until this point maybe I haven't been setting a good example and those kids are sponges right and I think that's that's something that a lot of people don't realize is that like until you're older right like it's like oh shit like I picked up a lot of bad shit like when I was younger like not that I mean my parents have done a lot of amazing things for me. Like if you're listening to this mom and dad, not, not knocking you, but, uh, <laughs> but they also like, I think that there's just so many things that we do pick up that, that are not ideal and that we maybe draw the conclusions about in our mind as kids that, that lead us down this road of maybe less than like, like not feeling enough. And so I would just say with people, if you're out there, write down your goals, make sure there's stuff that you're, you're super clear on. They really are important to you, not other people's goals. It's easy to, to, to try to conserve energy and take other people's goals, but 
make sure you are really care about them. And then think about the people in your life that you love the most. How is you achieving that going to impact them? Like, how is it going to impact you? I think that's important too. Like, how is that going to impact your life? But how is it going to impact them? And reminding yourself of that on a daily basis. I like to put a reminder in my phone. Maybe you put post-it notes around. But if you do that, it's going to push you into the direction of your goal a lot more, I think. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's one of those things where the second you see somebody take their focus and desire and what it is that they want, and they put bigger purpose to it other than themselves you can see it click form, right? You see the light bulb go off. And now all of a sudden it's no longer a matter of like, you know, if I'm going to get there, it's just a matter of when. And so the the, the determination becomes a totally different level. So I, I see that happen all the time too. And not to say like the self-driven desires are are bad by any means, right? Like I think you have to have that level. But to your point, 100%, I just had a client recently who figured out her desire after me asking her for literally like, a good three, maybe four weeks straight. She's just trying to figure it out, just being patient with her, trying to figure out because her answer would be like, I don't know, I'm not sure. I'm like, cool, let's let's keep thinking on it, let's journal on it. Um, I want it to be top of mind for you. And sooner or later, it's going to come to you and you'll know it. And uh, she just recently did. And it had something to do with her mom, right? So it was way bigger than than her. And it, I think she was looking for, uh, you know, some, again, a, a random body weight number or, you know, something that maybe it was a very vanity driven goal but all of a sudden she found this purpose that was bigger than her and it was associated with her mom, her mom's health, the, the path that her mom went down, unfortunately. And so that was something that clicked for her. And now it's like it lights her on fire. And now it's a different ball game that she's playing, which is totally cool. I have a question for you as I'm thinking about this. How do you feel environment plays a role? And what I mean by that is whether it's the, the supporting or non-supporting cast around you, like friends family, um, somebody who has a willingness to change, but a supporting role could be somebody like a coach, uh, things like that. Like, what do you feel like are the level of importance of, of community or environment is if somebody has a willingness to change, um, and they want to make improvements? I think it's, it's, it's everything really. Like, I think that it's, it's, it's everything. And I mean that in the best way, because like you, you do see, I'm sure you've seen this, like the, some of your clients that maybe struggle at times it's it can be the family right it can be the friends it can be work having sweets that gets put out there right like and then kind of some of the what what i think is the external just things that you're necessarily like blaming on that, that can be difficult right we've all gone through those different things i'm not knocking that those aren't like real struggles that happen where you get people the peer pressure Right. The, I think it's it's the people in, in your life that, that are really trying to bring you down. Right. They, they, they they're coming from a place of what you think is good. You think they're your friend, but they're constantly pushing you to do things that are going to get you off the path of your goal because they don't want you getting too high. Right. They don't want you getting too high because that makes them look bad or that makes them look bad for not doing the things that you're doing. And so I think that it plays a huge part in it. And that it is really important because of that to really vet out the people in your life and vet out the things in your life too. Cause I think that the way you set up your house too can be a huge thing. I know a lot of people have kids and and they're like, Oh, the kids like sweets. And you know what? I think that with that, there's, there's a level of that, right? Like, you know, the quick kids can have sweets, but also like, it's a good idea. I think for some people to start introducing those more quality foods for their kids as well, because um, that that's going to lead to them 
making some different choices. And that, that's a part of like, I've had some clients that have that as their like, as one of their big goals too, is like, they want to make sure that their kids are able to leave the house, like with habits that are healthy around food and, and around these choices. And so I think it's really important to set up your environment as much as you can get some of those foods that are trigger foods out of the house, but also really vet out the people in your life and make sure that if there are negative influences or people that are constantly pushing, pulling you down, that you can, limit those people, eliminate those people, and just get into a place where, where you're surrounding yourself with the most positive supporting cast possible because it's already hard enough changing, right? But when we have people that are like almost just sucking and anchoring us down from where we want to lift up to, that makes it a lot diff more difficult. Totally, man. I couldn't agree more. Like this is such a great point. And like to, to dive into the whole snack thing or the food, like the process stuff. Uh, I had a family visit. Let's see, it was two weeks now. So I had family visit over the weekend. Uh, they came and we have a little nephew. So he's, he's a younger guy. And of course, he's going to have some certain foods in there that are delicious. And so they were staying here at the house and we make a Costco run. We go to Fred Meyer. I don't know. Do you guys have Fred Meyer? No, is it just like a grocery store? Grocery store, yeah. They, they kind of have everything, but it, yeah, grocery store. And so we get a bunch of sweets, cookies. I mean, you name it, man. And uh, it's in the pantry, right? And they leave. They stay for the weekend. They leave. And of course, all that stuff is still here. Now, granted, thankful I'm not in a... It, it was some will testing, I'll tell you that for sure. And I'm not in a position where I'm in like an aggressive diet or cut phase or anything like that. But I will tell you how much that environment can manipulate your decision making like big time. So what we're talking about, it's like, I thought I had super strong willpower and I do in certain scenarios and situations, but for whatever reason, I was just like, I'm going to eat all of this until it's gone. Right. <laughs> Instead of just like taking it and tossing it and throwing it away. Now on a regular routine and schedule, it's not in my pantry. It's not even in my house. So it's not really a question, but all of a sudden it got brought into it. And I had to take a step back and, and literally step into my client's shoes for a change and go, man, this is what they're facing because they're, they're looking at it every single day. They have the kids that's in their pantry, right? I see what they're saying now because I'm literally going through it. And uh, it was just an awakening moment for me. And it's, it's just so much how environment can impact the people around you, whether your, your support system is that, is super supportive, or if they're stuck in their ways and they're going to continue to do the things they're doing despite what you're attempting to do. So that's literally one of my questions on my intake form. I'm sure you have it too, is like, what's your support system looking like uh, at home? Like, do they encourage you on, on this journey that you're about to embark on? Because I think it's super important. If you do have that gut desire, you do have that change, that support from your family system is going to literally, it can make or break the difference and in, in, in tell the longevity of your success, or it can be very short lived. It can be frustrating and it can almost be a dead end road sometimes. Absolutely. And what advice do you give? to those clients that maybe they don't have the best support system or they kind of give you the, you know, we got to have these type of foods in the house, even though I always struggle with them type of stuff. Yeah. I think, and just like our coach teaches us, I think education drives compliance. So that's, I'm really big on that. And we'll, I think the, the other big thing in addition to that is having ultimate transparency with that group of people or with that individual or, whoever it is that they feel like is anchoring them or sort of bottlenecking them in their process. I'm a huge fan of ultimate transparency, not only from client to coach, but from 
people in your support system or lack thereof and being able to have that conversation. Like if this is truly, truly important to you and there's a roadblock and there's a big one here and, and that's one that just kind of gets pushed off to the wayside. It kind of gets brushed under the rug. But if it is truly affecting your progress and the rate at which you're progressing, I highly encourage people. I was like, I'll, I'll jump on the phone with you if we need to educate your spouse, your significant other. Um, you know, obviously they're going to talk to their kids. It's a different conversation, but usually it's the head of the household is, is what I find from my experience is the one that is usually holding somebody back. Um, and being able to have that conversation with them, like, Hey, let them know how everything that you told me, like, I I encourage you, if you haven't been open and transparent, like tell them the desires that you told me, the reason as to why behind that you're doing this, how important it is not only for you, but for the people that are bigger in your family and how it's going to affect them and not just make your life better, but everybody else's and how this is slowing you down from doing that. And so I just always encourage them to ask for support. I was like, if, if you need them to be educated, I'm more than happy to help you and, and like and assist in that process. But I think just ultimate transparency and clarity in what it is that you want and just asking for the support to be able to do that has been a huge game changer. So if anybody's out there and they're like, man, I have these horrible foods in the house or my kids need to eat these things or that's a discussion that for you, if you're a solo parent, that that needs the that's a different conversation. That's like a reflection in the mirror and figure out what it is that you truly want to set an example uh, for your kids. But at the same time, if you do have a significant other or a spouse in the household, I think it just comes down to communication, like crystal clear communi- communication, not just like, oh, hey, I think we shouldn't have that in the house. It's um, explain why and explain in detail, like what's super important to you. And once you get to that like granular level, I think it surpasses all the other things that may potentially hold you down or continue to hold you down and you feel frustrated, I think it can all be maybe not completely like the the single remedy, but it could definitely help mitigate it for sure. I love it, dude. I think that's huge, that transparency and just having that honest conversation, which I know can be difficult for some. I know that's a very tough conversation to have for some, but if it does mean enough to you, then you'll have it, right? That's, that's the key is like, if it does mean enough to you, then you will have that conversation even if it is uncomfortable. And I'm curious, how do you think that that expectations play into the whole willingness to change conversation in this, in particular, unrealistic expectations out of the gate? Yeah, I think, I think again, I think that comes down to being transparent too. So with the individual, you can tell right away if somebody has completely uh, unrealistic goals, I'm not going to be the person to hold them back. I'm just going to dive deeper into them. And uh, Hermosi uh, made an awesome quote today, and it was some, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something along the lines of, I no longer judge myself based on my thoughts. I judge myself based on my actions. And so once somebody understands the actions that are willing, that are necessary to be able to get the thing done that they want to do, I have them just literally just lay the actions out and say, hey, these are the kind of the gold standard. This is what it takes to be able to get to what it is that you want to achieve. What's your willingness to, to commit to that? We don't have to do it overnight. We can chunk it down. We can break it down into manageable steps, which I highly recommend. That's a whole nother conversation too, is I highly re- recommend be, everybody being able to chunk things down into manageable, digestible steps, because ultimately that's going to create momentum and then it'll eventually create rhythm from the activities that actually yield the out, output or the byproduct of what it is that you're trying to achieve. But if somebody doesn't know uh, the direction that they're going or the willingness to commit to that is very... I'm just going to say like a gray area, it just becomes very difficult. And I think that what you touched on as well, just with like the, the smaller chunk down is so huge because I think it's so easy for people to kind of look so far ahead 
Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're, like, they're like obsessing over the end, like being at the end of it, right? Which which I think it's, it's important to like have that vision, but bringing it back and really getting to the, to the daily things that you got to do is so key. And I think that can help with the willingness to change because if you're, if you're doing those small things on a daily basis and then acknowledging those wins on a daily basis as well, and just acknowledging the progress that you're making that can build that momentum, build those wins, build your confidence. And then before you know it, it's a lot easier to, to continue progressing. I'm huge on momentum, man. I almost like renamed my business like part of that like just just the aspect of to to include momentum in in it some way shape or form because ultimately i think that's what it's about i think us as humans and our human nature is in order to keep continuing to progress we have to see some low-hanging fruit we have to see some sort of like small reward from it we have to see some little blip of progression somewhere and if people are only looking at the end result and they more so have like this binary mindset like wake up to my, it's like, I, it reminds me of like a kid who's in the back seat in a car and you're on a road trip and you're going from New York to California and they start their 10 minutes in the kids going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Right. And so I feel like a lot of grownups and adults have that same approach. When we start our health and fitness journey, we're acting just like the kids are, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And so if the answer is always no, you're always going to be left defeated. So I'm a huge fan of momentum. Like have that low hanging fruit. If you need to take the standard of the bar and, and you you understand and you realize where it's at, let's bring it down to where it's manageable, uh, to where you can at least build that confidence and like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm making progress. I'm going in the right direction. The things that coach is laying out for me or the protocol that I'm currently doing, assuming I stay consistent, like, look, I'm proving to myself I can do it. Man, I was able to do my workout despite getting to throw on a curveball at work, right? I was able to get this amount of steps in despite, you know, two extra emails being thrown on my plate at the end of the day and I wasn't planning for it. And when you can do that and you can navigate through these little things like, man, the, the, you understand and now the mindset shifts from, oh man, am I to the goal yet? No. Okay. I failed. Or did the, did the weight on the scale fluctuate up this week on my weekly check-in? Man, I failed. And it's this binary thinking that gets us in this, we kind of pigeonhole ourselves versus going like, let me allow myself to flourish be super pumped with the little wins because that is ultimately going to take me to, to the promised land of where it is that I want to go, whatever I want to achieve. Hell yeah, dude. Stack those fucking wins <laughs> yeah. and just keep going. Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. And, and it really comes down to where you put your energy, right? If you continue to put your energy on the scale and the weight that, that comes up on it, like you're going to continue to, to be frustrated for most people because that, that thing's not always going to be linear. I mean, for some people you see more linear results at times, but generally speaking, that's not the case, right? It's, it's, uh, so if you can put your focus on those daily things and, and really just ask yourself the question of like, am I nine or 10 out of 10 confident I can do these things on a daily basis? I know you ask your clients that I, I try to ask my clients that and make sure that it's top of mind for people that, that if you're confident, you can do those things on a daily basis, you're going to be more consistent on a regular basis. And you're also going to, you're going to see the results you want and just like the, defining success and defining those wins in the correct way is just so key. So I think that's, that's awesome, dude. I think that, do you have any other like tactical tips around just willingness to change? I feel like we've touched on a lot of awesome stuff and it just kind of flowed well here. I, we just kind of went back and forth. All of a sudden we're talking about, I, I didn't even, I wrote some notes down. I, I didn't even touch on anything in there. Like we just kind of kept Kept going on. Yeah, I had some bullet points, but we definitely didn't like, I didn't follow them. That's for sure. 
it went a different that's way. The best, right? That's the best. That's that's the way we know that it's going well. And it's like, okay, like, I just kind of thought of like different topics. I think you thought of different things throughout. It's like, oh, that applies well. And then we and we keep going there. So fuck, man, this was awesome. This is awesome. I think as far as like the, the tactical approach, like if, if someone wanted to implement one or two things, in addition to what we talked about before, like literally figuring out and spend, spending extra time, it's like, uh, measure twice, cut once sort of thing. Like if it takes you a little bit longer to figure it out what it is that you want, trust me, it's going to pay off in the long run because at some point you can just start your process and be off sheer will and grit and motivation, but it's a short flame. So it's going to burn out. And then you're going to be like, damn, I wish I would have figured it out or spent a little bit more time on what that why actually was or what I, you know, what I actually want, what I actually desire, the the purpose. And, and, and I, like you and I said, I encourage you to figure out if it is some something bigger than just yourself, because then that's going to help even more. It's going to be even better. So if you guys haven't figured that out yet, I would journal that, like just kind of mind dump, brain dump on in your note section or in a journal or however you, you prefer to do it. And that's what I would recommend. Once you have that, the next thing is, is put it to tangible data. I'm a huge data person because if it's not measured and it doesn't get tracked, it's hard to make progress on. It's hard to make movement in the right direction. You can kind of think you're doing things uh, but if you don't have any tangible data to go off of, it's very hard to make adjustments. That's why we have weekly check-ins and uh, we have a lot of data on there, not just any one individual point by itself, but we have multiple things. And that way we know which lever to pull so that we can get the most leverage out of whatever it is that we're trying to do. So asking yourself on a scale from one to 10, like out of the activities that are la- laid out for me, like what's my willingness to commit to these? And and if, if it's very low, th- that's okay. That's just creating awareness around your commitment to actions. And if you're judging yourself solely on the commitment to actions, you can't be frustrated at yourself if you understand like, okay, this is what it's, this is what's required in order to get to where I want to go. And then this is my willingness. It, it makes the judgment on self a whole lot easier because now you're not judging yourself based on like what you're thinking or what you should be doing or like what you're supposed to be doing. It's like, just judge yourself on what you actually do and what you're willing to commit to. And then from there, you can make small little minor progressions Uh, And then you really start to get into rhythm because you don't have to have like this huge, you're not standing at the bottom of the mountain, like just staring at the, all the way up at the top of it. You're just like, okay, where's my first step? Where's my first couple steps? Where's the sign that actually shows me on the first trail to go up this mountain? Like, that's what you're trying to do is find out that first initial stage. Like you're in the parking lot, dude, just put your shoes on. We're getting ready to go on this hike. Like find, find the trail sign. Where's the trail start? Instead of looking at the top going, man, that's far. Right. So I, that's that's what I would encourage people to do is meet themselves where they're at, uh, because then you can create momentum. And I think this whole game is about momentum. Oh, fuck. Hey, I don't have much more to add to that. I think that was that was great. I, I would just say the one thing that came to mind was just that, you know, I know you said journaling about it, sitting down, really taking the time and not stressing over it, taking you a longer period of time. Like you said that it took your client four or five, six weeks to, to really nail down. I understand that it's going to come differently for different people, but I would just add as well, like if you're a meditation person, meditate on it, right? If you're somebody who enjoys going on walks, go on a walk without anything else or anybody else and just think about it and just try to try to get into these different areas and try different things to, to spark up ideas. Um, I had this thing I was telling you about my, my like dream that I had last night and, and it kind of is funny. That I don't really remember my dreams very often, but recently I've been reading a book, Limitless, by Jim Quick. And, and he talks about, he's like, there's gold in your dreams. He's like, we're missing out on gold if we, if we don't remember our dreams. And all it takes is just having the intent before you go to bed. 
like having the intent of I'm going to remember my dreams. And I had the intent the last two nights and I've remembered my dreams the last two nights for the first time. In like uh-huh. a time. And that's where my idea of just the potential topic or potential just helping of people that I talked with you and Nick about earlier that we might be, maybe we'll be bringing this here soon, but um, that's just kind of funny how that can happen. And so you could have it come to you in a dream if you have intent on, on just before going into going to sleep. And so just don't be open to everything and just be open to what comes at you. And you might just be, be hit with it in the face, basically. <laughs> I love that. Man. I love it. And it's funny because I, that's a word that I use with my clients very often is, man, I, I'll give them praise, but I'll give them praise because they were being intentional about their day. You know, I'll ask how their morning went, how their afternoon's going. And if they tell me answers that shows that they're in complete control and the things that they can actually focus on and they were intentional with it, like I know no matter whether they're going to be successful, it'll be a matter of time. If it's, uh, I'm going to blame, like in the beginning of our conversation, I'm going to blame external circumstances. I'm going to come up with XYZ excuse. It's going to be a tough path for them. But as soon as they make that transition, and like you said, it takes a couple seconds to focus on, let me be intentional about what it is that I want to do. And that it, intent itself can literally just paint the path for you and make it stick versus just kind of like throwing stuff on the wall and just praying that some of it sticks. I love it, dude. Well, this has been awesome. Hopefully, everybody out there has has enjoyed this podcast. I'm going to listen through and take fucking notes on this one myself. Like, it, I got to go back. Yeah, got to go back. Got to listen to this one. But uh, appreciate everybody taking the time to, to listen to this, whether this is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you're watching or listening, we appreciate you. And and uh, if you have enjoyed this, if this was helpful, make sure that you, you like this, subscribe, shoot us a comment if you want more topics and different stuff. Tell us if we're, if we're doing shitty, you know, let us know. You know, we want to hear this stuff. We want to hear the, we want to hear from you guys out there, but uh, we appreciate everybody taking the time. Thanks again, Matt. God, this is, this is awesome. Looking forward to just continuing to, to rip out on, on topics here with you going forward. Thanks, brother. Let's do it again, man. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, everybody.